0: Well, good evening, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer and Friends, as if I have any. Um, (laughs) I have two, Kim and I have Bill London. So in a minute, we'll have Bill London here to do the news tonight. We got a great show for you tonight. Bill's going to give you all kinds of information you're not going to find anywhere else. Yes, to the people that tell me I I can't say that, I can because it's my show. And then we're going to talk with someone about some redistricting going on in Lane County. There may be some... Ethical issues going on there. We'll talk about that and then we're going to bring on uh, veterans legacy Uh, Talk to a couple of guys involved with that program out there at the Alma former Alma work camp Um, And all the things they are doing for homeless veterans. We got three veterans out there right now um, Doing some stuff. We got a horse uh, Dedication coming up. We got all kinds of stuff happening. So we're gonna be doing all that tonight, but first let's just get down and get real and and get into our show. puts up with this? That's what I understand.
1: From the eleven twenty AM and ninety three point seven FM, KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London and here's a look at, look at you. <laughs>
0: Sarah, look at that
2: introduction. Isn't Rick such a charmer? Bring the
1: lion out, bring the bring the lion out. The lion out. That we had a sketch artist do a drawing of Commissioner Bozovich that Um, Tonight on our show, we're going to have
2: music therapy has been shown to relieve symptoms of Alzheimer's.
1: It's time now for Rick, and he's going to get real, really real.
0: Hey, guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh, yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like I think that's why this is so much fun is because you can really be interactive with what's going on.
1: Now it's time to get real. Rick said, now it's time to get real, I mean, really real. It's a big dose of really, real, real with Rick. We'll see you at five.
0: All right. And I'm Rick Dancer. And our show is brought to you tonight by Chris Dental, Family Dentistry. If you're looking for a dentist uh, who doesn't uh, care whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, he just wants to make sure your dental health is well. Um, he is not checking for vaccination status. That's your business, he believes. He believes in civil liberties and your freedom. And uh, if you're looking for a dentist, that's the guy to go to. Also Bucks Sanitary Service. Um, We have been, Bucks has been a client of ours for three, four years. Great people. Um, If there's a forest fire, they're there taking care of people with not only their, you know, toilets, but also their showers. And other kinds of purposes like that so if you have to go i understand if it's not a bucks you're not going to stand around and wait And i don't expect you to but if you're going to have an event have a party have a wedding check with Bucks sanitary service and then of course also veterans legacy is our other sponsor as well so let's kick it off right now bill has got some very interesting news you're going to want to hear and then we'll be right back with more on the redistricting that we were talking about earlier
1: Good evening from the 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, but you can just call me that guy. Here's a look at some of the stories we're following tonight. So you may have thought that redistricting was over in Oregon after the rather contentious legislative special session and the map that was then later signed off on by Governor Kate Brown. Well, the redistricting process still is going on at a county level. That's right, the county, Lane County in particular, is redoing its maps for the county commission seats. Well, Lane County's independent redistricting committee is actually asking for public comment as they work to select which redistricting maps that they're gonna provide to the Board of Commissioners for further discussion. Now the IRC is gonna be meeting tomorrow night at 6 p.m. and choose up to three of the eight proposed maps. The maps included in the final selection then will end up in front of the county commissioners on November 9th. If you wanna look at those maps, you can go to the county's website, lanecountyor.gov slash IRC maps. People who would like to provide public comment can participate in the IRC's virtual meeting tomorrow night. You'll find a link there on the website, or you can send in written public comment, also an address is there on the website where you can do that. Additional opportunities for public comment are gonna be available as the Board of County Commissioners takes up the discussion of the maps recommended by the IRC. Now, let's talk a little bit about that particular group The group, the IRC in Lane County, was initially made up of one representative from each of the five commissioners districts. Then 10 additional members were added by the five representatives along with three alternates. And it is those maps that are causing some consternation and maybe some members of that committee. Community members are claiming, among other things, that the maps are not following the county charter and are essentially, well, gerrymandered. Another serious concern is that one of the members of the so-called Independent Redistricting Committee is a person by the name of Kevin Cronin. Now, he's the principal in a business called Emerald Empire Consulting. Emerald Empire Consulting is a small boutique firm that touted it was a full-service political consulting firm, with most of its candidates being progressives. According to Orstar, now Orstar is the site that's run by Oregon's Secretary of State's office, to track political spending and donations in the state, Cronin's company received $46,355.62 in payments from Commissioner Joe Burney when he was running for the Lane County Board of Commissioners in 2018. That same year, during her campaign for the Lane County Board of Commissioners, Heather Buck, paid Emerald Empire $60,170.95. So, all told, an individual whose company has been paid $106,526.57 by sitting commissioners is on an independent redistricting commission drawing new boundaries for those same commissioners. A number of people are questioning this as maybe a conflict of interest. One thing that we also were able to find out about that redistricting committee is that one of the other members that was on that particular board was one of the alternates. That's Ellen McKean. She's Cronin's wife. Tomorrow morning, on the Wake Up Call on News Radio 1120 KPNW. Join Rob Holloway and me as we'll be talking to one of the folks that's raising the red flags about Lane County redistricting, Dennis Morgan. We'll have him on the show at 6.30 tomorrow morning. Well, we're gonna follow up on a story that we've talked about a couple of times, and that has to do with the 74 people convicted of serious crimes felonies as teenagers that could be soon out of prison much earlier than expected and we're going to focus on one of those individuals in his crime. Governor Kate Brown has commuted many of those sentences which will give them the opportunity to get out early on parole and a number of victims' families and even those that prosecuted those individuals are pushing back. The 74 inmates currently serving time for various crimes, including murder, rape, and robbery, could soon be released, thanks to Governor Brown commuting their sentences. All were convicted as teens. Norm Frank is a former Chief Deputy District Attorney from Old Noma County, and he says two of his cases are on the list to be commuted, cases that he calls extremely violent. Frank asked the rhetorical question, Does Governor Kate Brown even know that? Did she even bother to acquaint herself with the specifics? Meanwhile, Ronalda Hayes is furious. Her 14-year-old granddaughter, Yanishi Vaughn, was beaten and then shot in the head by Parrish Bennett Jr. in 2011. Now, during court testimony in his trial, including statements made by Bennett, prosecutors showed that after Bennett shot Vaughn, He left her lying on the floor of his bedroom for two days until she finally died. She was unable to move because the bullet had severed her spinal cord. After the girl died, after laying on the floor of his bedroom for two days, Bennett transported Vaughn's body to Rocky Butte outside of Portland and buried her in a shallow grave. Rinalda Hayes says of the governor's decision and... How potentially these people have been reformed, she says he was already on probation at the time that her granddaughter was shot. She says, so I'm not quite sure how she can reform someone that was already I guess he was supposed to be reforming and then committed that murder. Hayes said, so the cost of getting a meal in certain places at least, on the coast could be going up. And it's not because of labor shortages or supply line disruptions. It could be caused by two new taxes on the November 2nd ballot. Both Cannon Beach and Newport voters are gonna be deciding whether to impose a 5% tax on all restaurant meals. In Newport, politicians want to impose the tax for their libraries, while in Cannon Beach, city leaders there say they want a new city hall. Now this comes at a time when the hospitality industry has been the hardest hit in the pandemic. Oregon collectively lost 1,000 restaurants since COVID-19 and shutdown mandates that trashed Oregon's small businesses. Oh, more fun at Portland Public Schools. Well, the Portland Public School Board last night was going to discuss the possibility of a vaccine mandate for students at their schools. But at the last minute, the school board decided to move the meeting online because they say people in attendance refuse to wear masks. Today, superintendent of the district, Guadalupe Guerrero, said the board has now decided to move its vote on a potential vaccine mandate for students from November 2nd to the 16th. He said in a prepared statement, We are deeply disappointed that some attendees blatantly disregarded the state face covering requirement, creating a public health hazard for Portland students, family, staff, members of the media, and board members. This, he said, is simply unacceptable. Many people attended the meeting and they weren't wearing masks and were given a two-minute warning to comply or the meeting would go virtual. Well, some in the crowd refused to mask up yelling at the board, which resulted in the meeting being moved to YouTube. I'm Bill London, join me tomorrow morning, starting at 6 a.m. for the wake up call from six to nine. Now I'm thinking we need to get real, very real, with Rick, we ought to call him Rick Real. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thanks, Bill, appreciate your hard work and uh, all the stories you bring us that we don't hear. Uh, very many other places. So Bill was talking right there about this independent redistricting commission here in Lane County, drawing the lines for the different county commissioner seats and some questions that have been raised. uh, Those same questions were brought to me and we've both been working on this story to find out a little bit more about what's going on. And joining us now is Denny Morgan and he's going to be on Bill's show in the morning. They'll have even more time, but I just wanted to bring you on tonight a little bit, Denny, to talk about, you wrote it a letter to the commissioners. Um, a lot of people do, you know, on the, I looked at the list and I know there's a lot of people on there who have worked on campaigns before um, as volunteers. This is a little different.
3: Yeah, Rick, well, thanks for having me on uh, to begin with. Um, the There's two parts to the letter. I think what you're now addressing is my second concern, which is the uh, conflict of interest that um, Kevin's appointment uh, creates. Um, You know, the apparently the county commissioners discussed restrictions on who could apply and basically left it wide open. Uh, It's a concern to me. Uh, I worked on a redistricting ordinance and a redistricting charter amendment that the county commissioners uh, decided not to put forward last year. And in both the charter amendment and the draft ordinance, there was restrictions on who could be on it. And one of the major restrictions was paid political consultants. Kevin Cronin is a paid political consultant that's been paid by the campaigns of you know two of the sitting commissioners you know what a paid political consultant does is it tries they try to, to create uh, messages and uh, get the voters in those districts to you know elect their uh, client so putting a paid political consultant on the committee that draws those lines for those boundaries, is a little bit like letting the wolf into the chicken house. I mean, he is now picking the voters for his clients. Gerrymandering, one of the issues with gerrymandering or politicians uh, selecting their uh, districts, you know, we always say, you know, uh, politicians should not select their voters. Voters should select their uh, uh, elected officials. In this case, well, you know, the uh, politicians apparently punted a little bit and put their paid political consultant on the committee to select their voters.
0: That's the concern with the conflict of interest. Because it's not illegal. It's no, it's just, but it doesn't, it doesn't look good because ethically you're then on this committee, you worked for these people. Now, did did they appoint you to this committee?
3: You know, I, I'm not sure um, how the appointments went. I do understand that Kevin was not appointed directly by any of the county commissioners. You know, as but Bill some, said, go ahead.
0: But if something comes up like this, according to this, the Article 7 in this uh, the, it, this thing that you wrote, ORS 244, you have to, you if, if you think that there could be a conflict of interest, you're, you're supposed to bring that forward to people, right?
3: Yeah. And actually, I think what you're looking at is not something that I wrote. It was something that the county council wrote. Uh, Over okay. weekend, when this issue was first raised coming across. And one of the complaints that I've understood from several members of the committee was that Kevin never announced his relationship or financial relationship with the city and county commissioners. You had people out there said, okay, he's a, he works on campaigns like, you know, maybe he goes knocks on doors or as a volunteer or something. He's a lot
0: more than that. So why is that a big deal, Danny? I mean, in terms of process and how this works to you and other people that are calling me and sending emails and why is this such a... Because other people are going to go, well, you know, but but why is it a big deal to you?
3: Well, again, as I mentioned, in this particular case, this is uh, a paid political consultant for a couple of county commissioners who are now selecting the voters who are going to elect people to that seat again. So, I mean, his job is to convince voters to uh elect his clients to office. He's now in a position for these county commissioners to select the voters that he's going to try to persuade to elect them in 2022 and
0: 2024. Well you know it's kind of it, it's already Oregon's having an issue. We heard yesterday Bill was talking about that um a group out of uh oh god I can't remember what university it was did a study. They do it they have it they look at gerrymandering all over the country. Princeton. Princeton. And they said, we got an F because it was the, our process that we used to draw the new congressional seats. They said it was so bad and so gerrymandered and so wacky that they gave us an F. So we already looked like that. We also have other groups challenging the governor or the, the secretary of state um, for lines that were drawn in a couple of different districts, one mine. Um, and and then I, uh, it, it's, it, so this is really bad timing for um, how are you going to get the, the public's trust when you have these little, I guess, I, I guess part of me though, thinks you know, I think sometimes the public just goes and eh, whatever and they don't care. And I think we should care because all these little steps um, cause um, people to get really frustrated with the system. And it just doesn't, it, I think it makes it ineffective. I,
3: I totally agree with you. I mean, when a, in this case, when a city commissioner has their paid political consultant sit on the lines, sit, sits on the committee that draws their new lines, it really drops the trust in public officials. One of the issues that you see constantly in redistricting, in all the polling, is that um, sitting politicians should not, you know, select their voters. It should be done in some sort of independent commission. But when you put an independent commission together like this one was, right, you know, and you get the result. That gives a bad name for uh, independent commissions. And, you know, when you have a paid consultant and, as Bill said, his wife is an alternate, two people on this committee that got income from sitting folks, that doesn't look very independent. I mean, the optics of it is there. Now, I will also agree with you that a lot of folks sort of go, what if it's just that damn government again? And, you know, you know, it's another reason not to trust government.
0: And doesn't it also say in the rules that it, that's per household? So if anyone in the household have, may have a conflict of interest, you're supposed to talk about that. That's correct.
3: So both Kevin and his wife should have reported the potential conflict of interest. So what
0: happens now? What what Potentially what happens now is it's, it's going to be decided tomorrow, right? Tomorrow night?
3: Yeah. And I mean, uh, with a lot of the conflict of interest or ethical challenges like this, it's a little bit after the horse gets out of the barn type thing. And what I suggested to the independent uh, redistricting committee is because of Kevin's conflict there, that they not put forward any of the proposals that he put on the map. Because, you know, to me, they're they're conflicted. I mean, you know, he's being right. paid to do it. Uh, they
0: just have the potential. They have the potential of being a conflict there.
3: Well, I uh, to me, it's what he has proposed because he's been paid by county commissioners that in itself is a conflict. I mean, he really shouldn't have been on the committee, no. uh, in my opinion. And so, you know, I suggested to the IRC that they not uh, forward either of the plans that uh, Kevin submitted to them. If they go ahead and uh, put it forward, then I have suggested to the county commission, because if that gets there, then the county commissioners have a conflict. I mean, they're getting a product from a paid consultant that sits there Deals. And so I have suggested that the county commissioners, the two involved that, you know, paid um, Kevin's company, that they recluse themselves from voting on the plans.
0: And that would be Buck and Joe Bernie. Yes. So they you're saying they shouldn't be voting on these plans if it's if, if that's the if, the if the facts come out that this is in fact true.
3: In an abundance of caution and making myself look, you know, if I was a commissioner and making myself look good, I would not vote on. I mean, uh, Commissioner uh, Buck's family, her father, is involved with St. Vincent de Paul's. St. Vincent de Paul's has over $20 million worth of contracts with Lane County. And she, uh, even though she doesn't live with them, she does recluse herself from voting on
0: any or all those contracts, which is
3: the proper thing to do.
0: Yeah. Hey, so, um, Denny, you're going to be live on KPNW with Bill in the morning, right? Yeah, that's after I've had my morning shots. Okay, (laughs) after you've had your morning shots. All right, Denny, thank you for coming on at short notice and, uh, and talking to us about that. Um, I really do appreciate your help. I also appreciate the fact that you get involved in stuff like this. Oh, and earlier you said city commission and what, what I know you meant. I just want to make it on here. So I like to correct it. He meant County commission. He just said it came out of his mouth just so that somebody doesn't come in and say something. We cover our butts all the time on here, Danny. (laughs) I appreciate it. Okay. All right. See you later, buddy. So uh, yeah, there you go. So, uh, you know, we, I think we all need to be aware of stuff like this and, um, and, and ask questions. You know, we need to be questioning why, how does this happen and how come it gets to this point? Um, and especially is something, you know, guys know that I'm so uh, redistricting is near and dear to my heart because I've, when I ran for secretary of state, I've seen what it has done to Oregon and it's created an Oregon that doesn't look like Oregon. Um, it's not really representative of all the different people. It's representative of one ideology. And I think this is how that kind of stuff happens. And if we, the public, are not aware of it and saying something about it, it's going to continue to happen. And that is going to be a terrible, terrible thing um, for us. Uh, now, we're going to move uh, directions here just a little bit, but I got to go fine. <laughs> you guys, I'm looking here. OK, there we go. Veteran's Legacy. Let's switch gears. Bring on Dan Buckwald. This is Renard. (coughs) And you guys, we have, and I do have video that I can play of the camp while we're talking if we want to, except what I'm going to do is put Renard up here because the video always covers the person here. And that's really rude to have guests on your show and then cover their face up. You know what I mean? (laughs) So Dan, tell me what's going on with Veteran's Legacy and what's happening. Are you there?
4: Dan? Can't hear you. You can't hear me? No. Hold on. Turn your hearing aid up.
0: Can you hear me now? Okay, Renard, I'm gonna start while Dan tries to figure that out. Dan, are you? can you not hear us really? He can't. No. So Renard, how are you involved with this?
4: years back, I was an inmate out at the work camp years ago. Um, Dan and my mother worked together. My mother was a cook at the Lane County Jail. And Dan and her were friends. And after she passed away, Dan and I sat and had coffee, and he told me what he was doing out there. And I told him, I said, if you ever need any help, please get a hold of me. And his exact words were, "Be careful what you say." And I and I have stuck to my word every time he has called me. I have been out there, volunteering, helping out with that work camp.
0: So, what is it about the Alma Work Camp that you think? Because what they're doing, what they're doing now is they have three veterans out there now mm-hmm. um, that are now on the property, and this is a place is. Is part of what the healing is there, is the land and, and the distance from society and everything else?
4: Yes, it is. It's very, very spiritual.
0: You, How long were you out there?
4: Up and on different times, I would have to say, the longest that I was probably ever out there was probably six months at once. one shot. And
0: in terms of this homeless, um, the homeless veterans being out there, you understand why that's going to work, because this gets them going on there. We'll talk about that. And then we're going (laughs) to. You know what I'm going to do? Hey, Dan, can you hear me? You know what I'm going to do? Dan, call me. You call me. Yeah,
2: I've got you on my cell phone now. Call me.
0: Okay. Okay. So you guys, we're gonna get Dan on here. This, these are just little things that happen, you know. I mean, it's just kind of. There he is. All right. All right. You here? Don't know what happened. It was working fine. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna. Okay. Now talk to me. Are you there? I think you're actually coming through the mic when I had you on here a second. Okay. Now talk to me. Can you hear me on the monitor? I can. Uh, no, I can hear you on my phone.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna put my phone over here.
4: There now. Can you hear me? I can hear you on the on the phone.
2: I wonder why your microphone is. everything's turned on on this end of it. I don't know. It was working perfect earlier. I know. We were all talking. It was working really great. So oh,
0: now they're having fun with it.
2: Well, Renard, I guess you're gonna carry the show.
0: <laughs> you know, I can always disconnect. So I, I, I think you're coming on. I think you're hearing me on your monitor there, Dan. Okay, honestly.
2: Well, well, let me what? let me disconnect.
0: Yeah. Can there, you hear me there. at all? Yep, you're there. All right. I just Andy. can't hear you. Oh,
2: that's. So I problem. can disconnect here if you just want to do it on the phone. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, so that's what we're going to do. We'll get it for you guys. All right, you did I'm here, so do you need to
2: disconnect me?
0: Now, can you hear me? Oh, then I can't hear you, though. Because you are coming off. That's so weird that you can't hear me. Um,
2: I didn't do this, Renard. Okay, can you hear yeah. me Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so tell people about the three. You
0: got three veterans out there now, right?
2: Yeah. Um, so we uh, just uh, we're kind of having a soft opening. Uh, we've been shut down. Uh, we had seven vets last year throughout the year. Um, uh, so what's happened is we have three new vets out there today. Uh, do you want me to disconnect from the main computer? Yeah. Okay. I'll just uh, get out of this somehow, and I'm so sorry about this. No, you're fine.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure it's your fault. So,
4: you yeah. know,
0: somebody came on here and said you guys need cans and strings.
4: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, hang on, just a sec. All right, you there, buddy? Yeah, I am. Okay. Now. So it's
2: been it's been really exciting. I mean, uh, we they came out last Friday and Saturday, and uh, like I said, this is kind of a soft opening here. Uh, we're still not fully funded yet, but we, you know, we, we can make a difference. And as I spend time with these guys, uh, I'll just give the first names: Larry, Chris, and um, Steve. Uh, two were Navy vets, two were fifty-seven, one sixty-seven. Army. These guys were all homeless when they came to us. One, uh, two of them were living out of their cars. And they come out to the camp and it's a whole different experience uh you can it's like you're you know you open a new door for them because one um they feel like they're part of something that's really bigger than themselves and i, and I talk to them about that as well that there's opportunities here for not for them to not just grow but again be something bigger than, than what they are right now um we've got two of them that are enrolled in a NA program uh, over zoom right now um That works out real well for us because of logistics. Uh, We're expecting another one next week. Um, But to see the change in these guys and and taking them downtown yesterday to get rain boots and do some shopping, we don't charge these guys to live out there. Uh, But I don't buy their food because all of them get food stamps and or uh, food boxes. And they learn how to cook together. You know, we don't shop from the 7-Eleven menu anymore. you got to sit down and plan your meals. And they have to eat their meals together at the table, which is a big deal because uh, that's where you develop relationships. And we're constantly talking about de-escalation, and you uh, don't have to agree with everybody with everything that everybody says, but you got to be able to get along. That's how you know, life is. And at one point in time, every one of these guys had that military bearing, and it's time to redevelop that again. And the very first question we ask each one of these guys before they come out is, What's your exit strategy? Are you looking for housing? Are you looking for education, uh, um, working working, uh, or jobs, employment, and or uh, entrepreneurial? Uh, And then we'll ask them, you know, as you were growing up, uh, who did you idolize? What traits did they have? Was it a dad, a coach, a clergy, a teacher? And what kind of traits that they, they had can you emulate? Because I want to work on that as well.
0: So, uh, so Dan, is that the key is really making them part? You're, you're building a community because it's something they haven't had. Um, they're looked at because they're homeless and people don't know they're veterans, but they're looked at like, like not part of the community and you're actually building a community out there, which it's, it's going to be quite a large group of people.
2: It is. And you know, a lot of these guys live in the next four, you know, the next four hours. Where's my next meal? Where do I get, where am I going to get gas money for this car? Um, and the one thing that they appreciate is that someone cares about them and as we sit down with them out there and you know shelley is our uh, board member and um caretaker out there uh she's worked with the homeless with with uh uh even warming centers for years uh it, it it it's a boost for these guys i mean you you've, you've got to find their morale their their self-ego and start working on that as soon as they come out there they all have so many ideas of we could do this we can do that we can do this i had one guy first day out <coughs> I said, I don't know you. Let's get to know each other. Let's develop trust here. And that takes time. And let's talk about what are you going to do while you're here? And, you know, they all of them are just amazed by, you know, the beauty of that land. And I've always said, Rick, that that land has healing powers to it. When that was a was your, uh inmate work camp years ago when I worked out there, I could see men change out there. You know, once you get folk away from the bright lights, the neon, the, the, the sirens, the traffic, these guys um, – you know, they really dig that. And uh, there's a lot of solitude out there, minus the hunting going on right now. But, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a really an opportunity for them to restart in really one of the most beautiful areas in um,
0: this area. So, Renard, as somebody who spent time out there um, for, for crime, um, what is that like for you when you go back and see it being used for something um, completely different? But, well, I guess in, it's restoring life, but it's a little bit different. What's that like for you?
4: I think it's great. I, I, I'm very glad to see that it's up and and actually doing something for the better good. You know, for a long period of time, it, it just sat stagnant and, you know, it wasn't being used for anything. So when you go out and help,
0: um, is that kind of. Kind of a little bit of a mind blow going, um, I was here on the other side and now I'm actually here um, participating and
4: helping. Yes. How is that important? How is that important? For you. Well, it has shown the growth that I have in my life. It shows that there are people out there. Oh, Sorry that do give a shit about people and want to make them have better lives and help them with their lives. And I feel that, that Dan has stepped up and done stuff like that. And with this veteran legacy, I've met the staff. I have not met everybody on the board, but I've met, you know, doc and Sue and, and people out there and how they treat the veterans and how they want to help them gain you know their respect and build their lives back up to what they could possibly be you know
0: so so renner when you talk about that you get teary-eyed What, what what's that
4: about it's just very emotional pardon me it's it's always been a very emotional uh, a very spiritual place. It's, you know, it heals people. It helps people out. And, and if you can't see that, and if you haven't seen that, then you're really not opening your mind and letting letting it happen, period. So
0: define for me, Renard, if you would, um, value. Value. What does value mean?
4: What does value mean to me? Uh huh. Being able to. Value to me is just being able to wake up and feel good about yourself, period.
0: Is that hard for you?
4: Not anymore. It's not. Why was
0: it hard before?
4: Because I was a recovering, or I was an addict, and I looked at things differently than everybody else did, and I really didn't care how people looked and saw me, you know. Is your
0: life? You good? Know, Rick, Go ahead,
2: Rick, Rick. If I can jump in real quick, um, you know, renters. Uh, he, uh, it's funny because when we when we first got the property. What we noticed is uh, as we started to, to start on all the repairs that needed to happen, uh, our biggest cadre of volunteers, you know, again, they weren't veterans. They were they were guys at the time out there. And Renard is just, you know, he won't talk about himself much, but this guy would not just come out there. At, he came to every work party we had, but he brought his entire family. And uh, this was the, the tough stuff. You know, they're trying to knock down all the brush and briars and I don't know how many times we moved, you know, furniture out there. Uh, he was our, our uh, one of our recipients of uh, – Volunteer of the Year. Uh, Renard's phenomenal. And the connection that we have is just something that developed over the years. And we made contact after I retired, and, uh, maybe right before I retired. And uh, he, I don't even know that I asked him to come out. He just came out. And that's just the man he is. And I, he must have been out there 12 times, at least. Um, but, uh, I, again, a phenomenal man that, that got to experience what it was like out there. And he really sees what we're trying to do now as far as, um, you know, this helping hand, not a handout and tying in with our other, you know, uh, nonprofits where they start their, their journey at the camp and we start building that self ego, get in the driver's license or the ID cards, get in whatever kind of, uh, VA services that they're entitled to. And then we look at that wraparound service, that warm handoff that we talk about that everybody those are kind of buzzwords, but here it's real because we have tied in with, uh, housing our vets we are tied with St. Vincent Paul as far as getting these guys up and going. One of our guys that was out there for eight months last year, Greg, he's moved on. And, you know, he just bought two acres of manufactured home up in Lieber. Really? This Yes.
0: So, Renard, do you uh, – somebody on here says, Dan um, and Renard loved your mama Donna. She was my boss. Did you see that, Renard?
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. This, um, I knew his mom, too. She was a great lady. Um, actually, wonderful. Renard's uh, brother Greg and I are friends. Um, don't see him much because Renard is the one who's uh, actually found his way out. So, so do you think, Renard, that one of the things you have that makes this work and maybe makes you kind of emotional about it too is like these forgotten veterans? Um, you were forgotten, and you and go ahead.
4: No, that's just it. I was just greeting with you. Yeah.
0: What's that feel like to be forgotten? Sucks. It's hard. Did you have a lot of time in your life when you just felt like you just didn't have any value and you weren't nobody really cared? And... Yes, I did. What changed? What? What did it was it Was it getting off the drugs the start of it? But that, it's yeah. it's more than yeah. that.
4: Yeah, but it's true? Gaining self-worth, going to the meetings, going to the programs and everything like that. You know, it's actually really crazy. Um, I went through passages and passages got closed down due to the Forest Work Camp taking the funding. You think that I would be bitter because that's a place where I got clean and I started my new life. And... I tell Dan, you know, all the time, I was like, dude, I was going to go back there. I was going to volunteer at Passages, you know, like all the other counselors and all the other graduates that have done that. He took that away from me. But I can go out to the Veterans Legacy and I can do what I can do out there. I've already been out a couple of times last couple of years helping out those guys with my knowledge of addiction and such for and helping with those guys. (laughs)
2: And I wanted to bring that up, Rich. He has done that, and he he shoots straight from the hip. I've never had the addiction, so I can't address that. I can skirt around it, but, you know, red was uh, no nonsense, and this is how it is, and I didn't specifically take your money. But, um, um, you know, it it takes a community. You know, we we throw the word community around quite a bit, but it really does. Having so many vets, Lane County having the the highest per capita veterans in any other county in the state of Oregon, we got a lot of these issues here, and yeah. for these guys to come out here, the self worth. Um, you know, like, like I said, these guys want to get in projects, and I'm already telling them, "Hey, you, get, you know, you get two questions a day and one suggestion a week because they, they want to take it a lot. and run." Um, and and it, it's phenomenal too. Again, just to see the growth and these guys know that somebody cares about them.
0: Well, isn't and, it? Uh, isn't it trust it. too when you when you start trusting people, um, or when I like when I show renter Renner trust doesn't that just make a huge difference because you haven't had that in the past?
4: Yes. Yes. Dan has has given me the codes to the buildings out there and said that I can come and go as, as I needed to help out and do whatever out there. You know, and that was such a mind blowing experience to me that it was just like, I couldn't even fathom it at first because it was like, I was always on the other side of the fence. Now I'm on this side of the fence looking over going wow. You know.
0: Does it does it just make you Rented, want to go to the other side and grab people and pull them over?
4: Yes. It but does. You,
0: you can't pull anybody over the fence though. You have to lead them, right?
4: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Cuz if and, you don't want to go over that fence, you're not going to go. And you just have to show and love them and as a community, what can we do? Dan or Renner, either one. What do we do as a community, just in terms of this, in terms of this work camp, um, how can people get involved? Because um, I think a lot of us want to do some really positive things about homelessness so, in our area.
2: So, so we're at Camp Alma is very unique in itself. I mean, you'll see a lot of community gardens, or we call them victory gardens in the, in the military, and uh, and the, they're great because they bring people together. But you've been out to the camp and you've seen ours, our victory garden is different because these guys are growing it themselves. They're right. eating it. You know, we've got a whole thing of canned salsa out there. These guys learned how to do. Um, getting folks out of out of the city, I think, is a big part to start that, where they can get their heads straight. Um, we just we only have one paid person right now. And that's uh, Jason Doherty. Jason uh, Marine uh, had his own issues. Went through Veterans Court, which we're partners with. Uh, he's now our peer uh, peer support. And he's, you know, he's been working his tail off meeting folks, making sure you know, we want to bring the folks out there. We'd love to have them stay two nights out there to see if it's the right place for them. Cause I don't want to waste their time and I don't want them to waste our time. Um, so we are expanding, um, we've got our, our vet, or excuse me, our host dedication on November 20th, where we have two mares, uh, Penny and Pearl that, uh, are going to be dedicated to the camp. Uh, we'll have a blessing over them, and we're going to start a coin therapy out there as well. And, uh, you know, when you work with horses, you know, you put your head on another, on a horse's head, and you're, you're whole, uh you know, scratching that horse and, and patting it out and whatnot. I not the right terminology, but, um, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, look at the chickens and the ducks out there, and, and at our celebration, we've actually got a wagon that we're putting together and going to repaint. The guys that are out there right now are working on that. Uh, so we can actually give you know, rides with these, with these uh, draft horses. Um, the goal is to pro- provide something different, take a different approach. The guys that just came out just know they've all got to get their food handler's cards because they're working in a the kitchen. Uh, they're all going to get first aid and CPR. They're already starting to get the drug and alcohol, and that's where we're partnering up with Emergence and Willamette families. Uh, Emergence handles all the uh, veterans in vet, vet court as well as treatment court. So we're not trying to re- recreate the, the wheel out there. It's about partnering with these other folks and actually making a a difference with these veterans that are coming out. And once, you know, every veteran that comes out, they get two dog tags, just like we all got. Uh, It says Veterans Legacy, their name, their military branch, and their start date. And when they graduate, they've got a board on the wall out there. They take one of those dog tags and put it on our wall of honor, which means you're always welcome back, brother, either for services or ideally as a mentor paying it forward. But then we want to track the veteran. And for the next two years, we stay involved with that veteran, whether it's pizza downtown or, or barbecue at the camp, because we truly want to mark outcomes. You know, at the end of two years, did the veteran commit suicide? Did they relapse? Did they go to prison? Or did they transition back in their community? Did they reconnect with family members? Because we're really not tracking that. And I think we've got to have a different approach. One size doesn't fit all.
0: And your connection with this new organization is going to provide. So you guys will have them for the time out there, then you'll have a transition. Uh, through the other program and then get them back into the community,
2: and we're still in touch with them. Yeah, uh, and, even for the guys that aren't going to be able to work, you know, you can still volunteer. We should all be paying it forward, and I think if everybody volunteered, it'd be a whole different
0: world. So Dan, so that it's the twentieth, is that when the dedication?
2: Yeah, I'd appreciate it if they would go to our fa- our Facebook or our website, veteranslegacyorgan org, and uh, let us know you're coming out so we can we're going to have some uh, some light snacks and we'll like, be able to kind of figure out how many folks are come, come out there, but, uh, it's going to be a, a great day.
0: And I think we're doing a show right before that. I'd look at the calendar, but I'm right now I'm holding a mouse in one hand, a phone in the other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, the big dog wants to, to, to push that next month. And, um, like I said, this is completely different from anything else you're going to see. And in the, in the, the neat thing is this is in Lane County's backyard. Uh, None of the nobody out there gets paid. We we do it because we believe in what we're doing. Right. And we want to make a difference.
0: Well, Dan, thank you for coming up with the idea, and uh, and you have where you have one page staff. You've got a ton of volunteers, and every one of them needs to get a big hug right now. And, uh, uh,
2: and I would encourage anybody you know, give us a call out there. Come out there and see what we're doing. I can describe it, but so you actually see it. There's a lot of things happening.
0: Well, and I'm showing a video right now where you're talking. We have a video running of the camp. Perfect so people can Perfect. see it all right we well,
2: four, four greenhouses up and winter crops going and
0: hey dan thank you so much for coming on and i'm glad we worked this out sorry about the little snafu i don't know what that is but you know that's on your
2: that's on your end, not mine <laughs> no I'm, thank I'm, you rick I'm, i appreciate it all right we'll renard, see you later you.
0: and hold on renard. that's so funny um so renard um thank you for coming on And um, it was nice meeting you because it is fun to see you because you do look so much like Greg. His brother's my friend, and I haven't seen him for a long time. But it's, and it's, I I love that you're so honest and about everything. You know what I mean?
4: That's a long way to be, though, period.
0: Yeah, you kind of learned that, don't you? Yep. If you thank you very much for having me on. Can I ask you one last question? Yep. Go ahead. What wouldn't, what would you not change about your life,
4: all that you've been through? What what I would not change? Yeah, I wouldn't do it, anything because it wouldn't make me the person that I am today.
0: Don't you think? I've totally believed that. Don't you?
4: Hmm. I yeah. do.
0: All the things that you mess up and the screw ups that we each make, I think that it it's kind of like it, it. I'm not saying it's planned, but I think we go through that, and if we get through it and and keep pushing, I think that makes us stronger. I, I would never want to not go through the difficult things that I've gone through—cancer, everything, whatever it is. Because, yeah, I and
4: mean, yeah, don't you think
0: then you understand people better? You know what I mean?
4: You do, and it, it you, opens up your eyes and it, and it broadens your, your, your vision on on things, you know. Well, and for you, don't you think that,
0: um, uh, you, you get to a point where you're going, Man, do you? I mean, do you meet people? And I, I think everybody has difficulties in life, but there's those people that never tell you anything hard going on in their life, it's everything's fine. How often people go. Fine. What if you said, how's your day? Well, it's, it's really fucked up right now, uh, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, then you have that relationship where you can do it. And don't, did you find you were hiding from relationships with drugs and all that stuff, maybe?
4: Yes. Yes. Nowadays, when people walk up to me and ask me how I'm doing or or anything of that magnitude, I am straightforward. And just like you said, you know, blunt to the honest point and And it blows them away. They're like, wow, I did not expect that. And. You know, it's, that's how I live my life, you know.
0: So um, you have my information. I know how to get a hold of you, but get a hold of me because I'd love to take you out to coffee or something. I, I kind of feel like we're part of the same family. I feel like your sister and your mom were part like kind of like second family to me. So I think I need to meet this brother guy, right? um, where we could have a one on one just to talk. Would you
4: do that with me? Definitely. Definitely. We right. actually just moved up uh, Lieber's oh okay well
2: we're practicing you
4: remember where the pumpkin rock was on 126 that's where I used to live now I live up further up Leeburg oh well
0: I was pretty close to your neighbor right there now you, you were and I
4: said, why can't why we just we do it one-on-one on one? he's like because <laughs> you don't live there no more I'm like oh man
0: that's right but yeah
4: we'll definitely get a hold of you okay all right and, and thank you and- good and- for having me on
0: here hey I, I it's my my honor thanks buddy so that's how it works. Um, yeah, we have a little snafus, little problems at the show, little things like that. But this is how real life works. You know, it's not perfect; uh, it doesn't go that way. But um, we do have to participate. Um, we have to be a part of what's going on here. So, what you guys can do for me first, I want to thank my sponsors, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, for sponsoring our show, Buck Sanitary Service. Couldn't do it without you. And then again, veterans legacy. So if you guys, again, we'll get that information out, but if you go to, it's rolling across the stream, veterans legacy, Oregon.org, And you can find out when that dedication is with the horses. You can find out more information about how to get involved. Um, do it's, and it's, it'll be, so it's kind of a family thing too. You know, if they're having a work party, if you're a business, a contractor, sheet metal company, Um, Anybody like that, if you have, you know, old trucks or things, I mean, just get a hold of them. You never know what they can use and get a hold of them and find out how you can get involved and participate. The other thing you can do for me um, and the show and all of these people is if you would tag this and share it on your page, that pushes it out even more. And then when Facebook gets mad at me and they don't want to push my shows out, even though I pay them, (laughs) then you guys are working for me and helping us out all right tomorrow night we're going to be out in veneta at the emporium um and bill will be back with news of the day kim stark will be joining us with that and uh, we'll be out there showing you what's going on and how you can get involved in that all right i'm rick dancer oh and if you have an event that's coming up this weekend or something like that get write me email me at rick at rickdancer.com. And uh, we'll put that on tomorrow night. Kim does a whole block tomorrow night on what's coming up this weekend. So if you have things going on um, other than a personal party or your wedding, (laughs) but if you have something else going on, let us know and we'll put it out there for you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Stay out of the rain. Have a good night.